0: Hey, welcome back to Team Builders. What if I told you the person we're gonna unpack today and understand, got into the real estate business in 2006, timing is everything, became a real estate owner by 2007, interesting choice, built that business up, eventually left it in 2015, started his own deal and grew from a SEAL team to one of the biggest team in the country. Steve, welcome to the show, man.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: I'm super pumped to have you. So obviously we've known each other for going on six, seven years. You have had extraordinary growth. but I was doing some research on you. I thought what was interesting is like your double major in biology and economics. Yeah. So it just makes sense to go into real estate because biology and real estate. Steve, help me understand that. So I
1: think um, you know immigrant family, which teaches you you got to hustle. Right. Um, but uh, the doctor road was the road I was going down. I assumed. I mean, who else is doing biology, <laughs> You're right.
0: right? So ha- uh, what happened? Like, where in college did you finally go? Maybe I don't want to do this. Um, when you have, uh, I played soccer,
1: mm-hmm. right? So we're doing practice every day. Then I. Got got labs and I just burned myself out. So yeah. I said, hey, before I go back to med school, let's just do some consulting gigs. So I got into yeah. consulting, did a little bit of uh, work with uh, Accenture, mm-hmm. um, had some fun, started making some money and that actually
0: got me into real estate. How, well, that sounds more the, you know, the econ, right? Cause they're like, okay, we want those smart kids to understand, you know, the numbers in the world markets and all that stuff. Yep. How did biology help you through all that?
1: I think um, the determination, like there was just, the labs would go on for right. hours and hours. And right. so just a lot of practice and a lot of teamwork actually in those, yes. in those labs of like, one guy might know how to take apart the frog a, a different way and he's helping you to learn how you can do it better. So right. it, it was interesting when you look back at college and, and I'm in this interesting space with college and whether it's the right thing to do, yeah. there are so many little lessons through four years that you just don't realize how much they can help you out later in life
0: you know having not gone to college but watching both my boys go through college and you know when like, i don't know if i want to go to college anymore i'm like hey this may be the only time in your life where you can screw around as much as you do right have a ton of fun please don't you know hurt yourself or anybody else yep. and then get your degree and move on right so i i i also have mixed emotions because i think anybody that has to take on that student debt that is a horrific horrific amount of debt to get an underwater basket weaving degree <laughs> that get you absolutely nowhere, right? So, right? so I agree with you. But let's, let's talk about Accenture to real estate. Yep. So you're out doing consulting. At what point did you say to yourself, you know, this consulting is pretty good, you know, Monday through Friday, probably benefits, you know, publicly traded company. I'm gonna go sell real estate in 2006. What
1: What were you thinking? So making some really, really good money at, at an early age. And um, my uh, now wife uh, said, hey, it's, you can actually go on a vacation, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so we went to Jamaica and I, uh, I bought a book on, uh, on sales Um, because I had started investing in some real estate. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, this sounds like a lot of fun. And I I don't love going to the office every day and being stuck locked in a room from, you know, nine to five or nine to nine, whatever. Yeah. And so I turned to her, I said, I think I'm gonna go back and quit. And she said, okay, you know, and so, you know, super supportive wife um, for the whole journey. Um, And so I did that. And I knew they would have always taken me back. So it wasn't as big of a risk. I had no kids, no real debt at the time, a little bit of college, but um, yeah, so it wasn't a huge risk, and then I just loved sales. You know, I, I got out. Yeah. I uh, had a first uh, year in sales that was um, remarkable. I had a lot, a lot of fun, made a lot of money doing that. I'm like, this is way better than consulting.
0: Okay, and then the global economic meltdown hit. So that was like a short window of like, we, yeah. and then. Bang yeah. but but your broker came to you to unpack yep. that story tell people like we're gonna we're gonna get into sure. a lot of the sausage making of what he does at an extraordinary level with 120 salespeople and 1500 transactions this year like he's built a machine. But you gotta have context for the backstory to understand how we got here. Yeah. So what happened in 2007? So um, basically, I
1: said, "Hey, if I'm going to do this real estate thing, I'm going to go all in like I did with everything." So I mm-hmm. went to you know the NAR conference. I went to every right. conference. I read every book. Right. I bought right. all the different um, you know little coaching platforms. You know, five hundred
0: dollars. Right. right. And Training put it into play. Yeah. Yep. Put yeah. it in all
1: into play, and um, you know the broker kind of came to me and said, "Hey, can you teach other people how to do whatever you just did in that first year?" And I said, "Yeah, no problem." That great, but the broker's like, "I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you figured out." So yeah, great real estate mind, but yeah. systems and process weren't his thing. So sure. he said, "Hey, you know, I've got this opportunity. We can grow uh, this this brand, and let's partner up." So we did. Yeah.
0: So you become a broker owner at this point. How old are you? Twenty-five. Right. So now you're a co-owner. Did did you know that the global economic meltdown was happening when you were like, we, sure, I'll take on we, half the responsibility financially for everything? Yeah, we closed like
1: April of two thousand seven on on the deal where yeah. we bought these uh, other offices, and uh, yeah, by two thousand eight, everything the world's spinning.
0: Did you guys buy at the high?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The worst possible time. And you know, I had never failed at anything up to that point, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, we're we're this ship's not going down. And so it was just all hands yeah. on deck yeah. and, and yeah. we made it through some some tough years.
0: Yeah. Looking back though, um, what did you get from that experience?
1: I think what I learned from that Actually let me who did you become because of
0: that experience?
1: Um I think I became a Look, I, I had a college education, smart mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. Um, but books weren't really my thing. Yeah. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to have to start to educate myself on on being an owner, being a leader mm-hmm. uh, in these times. So I really started to dive into books at that time. Yeah. And so uh, learners earners for sure. And to this day, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big Blinkist fan, so I, I try and get stuff through uh, yeah. a little quicker today, yeah. but yeah. always just trying to take in information.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What does information do for you? Like, when you, like I mean, you and I are very, I mean, this yep. morning I'm, I'm, I'm actually re-listening to this audio book, <laughs> I'm going back through this one, I'm obsessed with this book. Um, <clears throat> but I do, I listen to short form, long form, and then I do, if I'm listening to the book, I listen to it like 1.75. So I'm getting it's it really fast. Totally love
1: going at higher speeds, and I guess, what I've learned is you you pick up different things at different points in, in, in your life, right? You, you could read a book at 25 and read that book at 35 and it hits you totally different. So yeah. it's just, you gotta constantly dive in into this stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so let's transition. It's all of a sudden it's 2014 and something happens where... You say, I think I'm going solo. Yeah. What what happened?
1: I think my partner and I were just going in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great mentor, uh, a great real estate mind, and, you know, we're just at different phases in our life, 20 years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted to go uh, in a different direction. And so we just came to an agreement and um, a, a very fair one for both of us, where he still let me practice r- right in the same market, you great. know, and uh, I was uh, going to go build a SEAL team.
0: So we're going to talk about the biggest mistakes that we see team ridges, team leaders, brokers make when it comes to recruiting, onboarding, and retention? Because you've done some, it, some battle-tested sure. proof of like, hey, this works, right? Because we've made a lot of the mistakes. But, but go back to that early days. So you, you know, you're coming off having a, a large company, yep. probably lots of agents, lots of resources, and you're like, I'm gonna start small.
1: Three people in a dusty uh, three family. Yeah, and, and and you started your own brokerage out of the gate. Yeah, right why'd out of the you, gate. Why
0: do that versus just you know, just hang your license someplace else and not deal with the nonsense?
1: So I had a franchise, and I just felt like uh, you know that was the first eight years of, of my ownership, and mm-hmm. I felt like we were just <clears throat> handing them money that yeah. they we weren't getting um, a return. So I sure. said, you know what, with that money, I can take it and market. Uh, and so, yeah. So, um, funny start. I um, I started uh, with one name and uh, managed to get myself into a, uh, a lawsuit within a couple of months on, on name. What happened? Yeah. So, it was a situation where somebody, uh, we did the research. Um, I don't feel like they would have won if they took me to uh, mm-hmm. all the way in, in sure. court, but it was just, I was going between one name and using my name, which is a tongue, twi- tongue yeah. twister. Well, yes. Vith, this is, yes. is, is,
0: I, is a tough one. I had to say it like seven times, like, Steve, you know, I've loved you for a long time, but like, <laughs> I. I <laughs> la la ro, this, this 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 yes.
1: So you know, I just felt like when I got the demand letter um, to stop using the original name because I, I decided not to go with my name. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I said, you know what, this is a sign. Let's just go with my name. My name. Um, I had another family member who who was pretty successful in our in our marketplace, so yeah. the name carried some weight. Yeah. So, but it's a full rebrand after you just bought all the signs and the business cards and
0: right. Yeah. Right. You know, it's interesting that stuff happens in business and I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, sometimes we just, we think we've got the right idea, but we don't do the research. We don't go to the government files. We don't call our attorney and say, could you check this out? And then all of a sudden you're 25,000, $50,000 into branding and you're like, oh, I guess we can't use that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been guilty of that one. Blessing in disguise though. Always. Best thing that could have happened. So when did, when did you get connected with your first coach with us? Uh, Just right when I started. Yeah. So it, I mean, early. Yeah. So why? I mean, you were a smart guy. You got a lot of things. I mean, you, you you're Referral, obviously very successful. Referral. Okay.
1: Um, you know, we talked about it earlier. I had bought every training platform known yeah. to man. Yeah. I, I probably spent five thousand dollars on coaching. Yeah. And somebody said, Hey, there's this Tom Ferry guy you gotta listen to. Yeah. And I said, I'm not doing another coach, man. I yeah. I, I know it all.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> right? Come on, man, I'm 33. I got <laughs> yeah, this. I got this. <laughs> I've bought all the coaches' stuff. Yeah. What's he gonna tell me? Right. Um went to an event and uh it was life changing event. So what was the event? Which um one? I think I went to a sales edge. Yeah. That was my first yeah, yeah. yeah experience and I'm like, whoa, nobody's done it like this. Yeah. Yeah. So like learn
0: what to say, be effective. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And I hadn't also given a consistent coach. I had bought people's you know, everybody kind of had a
0: book or were, some you program. Doing, you were doing training. Yeah, self-training. Right? Not like, yeah, coaching. training and coaching, very different. You know, yes. you've learned that now because now you obviously have all these team leaders and they're coaching and training, right? So, Correct. Um, all right. So we were, we were chatting sort of off camera. You, like a few people that, you know, the, the sort of circle that we run in yep. went like this. I'm going to start small or have 200 people and take over the world. Like, right. But that was a transition to go from three. Like, walk us through the evolution. If you, if you just said yep. from... 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Help us understand, like, you know, the, the building blocks. What did you add first? How many people? Let's yep. just kind of go nitty gritty deep on that for a sec.
1: Sure. I, I really like, and this was from, from my coach, um, we did a three step approach to get me out of production.
0: Okay, Okay, but now you're going super advanced when you're already talking getting out of production. Okay. Weren't you producing in 15, 16, 17? Or did yeah. you jump right out of production?
1: Right out of, I would say by 16, I, uh, well, so so 15 is yeah. sell as many houses as you can, man. Oh my God, I just started my own company. I got to right. make some money. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> bring in right. the revenue, right? yeah. bring in the revenue. So
1: sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yep. um, I brought uh, one eight, or two agents with me and an admin. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of them were, you know, top producing agents, it was, hey, let's do this as a team, yeah. right? So yeah, I don't know what we sold that first year, maybe 7,500 houses or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, all in, but as I'm as I'm working through that and working with the coach to go, okay, first step of building this is, let's get you off of buyers, mm-hmm. right? And I, I love this three-step program yep. for anybody looking to build a team, yep. no more buyers. What about my best friend? No yep. more buyers, <laughs> right. right? So right. get yourself a buyer's <clears throat> agent, um, mm-hmm. so, so did that. Um, So in in year two, I think we probably double that business. So maybe we do, you know, I don't know, 150, 200 transactions, something like that. Yeah. Um, At the same time we're getting buyer's agent, we're getting um, executive assistant slash transaction coordinator. Yep. Yep. So start to get the admin support. Um, Then year year three is no, uh, uh, no more listings. Right, so that, that
0: you just had a whole bunch of people go, oh, yeah, oh, that's where all the money is, Steve. How did you, oh. <laughs> oh, right? So, so at what point? It, it in 2017, how big is the team? You, you're, you, Lisa, so many of our friends doubled, 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 doubled transaction and volume year over year, and it was in my mind <clears throat> combination of adding but also replacing. Like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore, so I'm going to put three people over there. And their combined effectiveness is a little better than what I used to do on my own. But now I'm free yeah. to go do all this other stuff. Was that the strategy? Yeah, absolutely. And, and likely, so, you know, we, we built and then we also tore it down of and we rebuilt it. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. What about along the way here? When someone hears, okay, so he added a couple of people and he was able to double his production, right? Like. I think one of the elements is, okay, so what lead pillars did you add? What new uh, revenue sources did you add? Like, you know, could you, you could only squeeze your past clients and centers of influence <laughs> right. so much before they're like, okay, Steve's calling. He probably wants a referral. Okay, got it. Yeah. So what else did you add 15, 16, 17, 18 along the way like as a lead source? Yeah, so 100%. And, and I struggled with <clears throat> the growth,
1: right? Mm-hmm. When I would come to some of your events and we kind of go bigger and bigger and bigger. I always you know, wanted to make sure if we were going to bring an agent on the team that we could feed them. Right. And so, you know, lead gen became a really important thing for us. Um, And there's a great evolution on the lead gen, which hopefully we'll get into. But so I think we just start with um, Google pay-per-click and and Facebook leads. Yep. Right. Um, Because those are cheap.
0: I love that. So we Google today literally just coming out of a Miami meeting and people are like, Oh, I'm I'm thirty thousand dollars on this portal and I've got, you know, fifteen thousand on this portal. I'm like, how much do you spend on Google? Five hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, Oh, and what kind of response and returns you get? Yeah. Oh, I made a hundred and eighty thousand. You you put <laughs> six thousand in and you made a hundred and eighty thousand. Maybe you should go to fifty thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like people miss that one. They so do. so yeah. Google was effective, Facebook yep. was effective. But now how many salespeople do you have in twenty eighteen? So by twenty eighteen my guess is we're probably like 18 to 20 sales agents. That's a lot of agents. Yeah, but not for someone like you that had 120 yeah, in your the, franchise. The agent
1: count wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, and, and before I really wanted to scale this, I really wanted to get into the weeds and build out the systems in the process. You know. Yeah. So, so talk
0: talk about that as we before we get into 19, 20, 21 where the this explosive growth. What are the most important things you had to put in place that gives? And I'm, I'm saying this to the people listening. It gives the owner, the agents, the TC, it gives everybody the certainty that we can do more when the flywheel's working, right? But when there's a cog in the wheel and something breaks down, everybody yeah. gets a little freaked out. I, mean, I think the number one thing that you've gotta get off of an agent's plate
1: is, is any kind of paperwork. right? So the the transaction coordinator has to be the first thing because that's the last thing that you want your agents doing is doing paperwork, doing, you know, following a transaction from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. You want them out talking to people, right? right? So anything that we can get off of, off of an agent's plate. And then it was any back end ops stuff that I could get off of my plate. Those are the two, you know, most important things in my mind is free up my time, Mm -hmm. right? Always trying to replace myself, whatever role I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it was always like, how do you know well, what to take off your plate? And, and the best advice I ever got, um, possibly from the coach here was, put in, in order everything that you do on a daily basis, yeah. and then prioritize what do you actually like to do. Yeah. Right? So the stuff that you like to do, don't replace that stuff. The stuff right. that's
0: at the bottom of the list, find somebody to do it. Bingo, bingo, you know? bingo. So. I've seen, I mean, so many of our clients like, what did you do? I made up a list of all the stuff that I love to do that creates revenue and all the things I felt like I had to do. And if I just got rid of that list to somebody else, they could do it way more effective, probably gonna do it with a bigger smile on their face, more enthusiasm, they're gonna gonna love it, where we're like, I have to do this. So so I wanna wanna highlight
1: that, Tom. Yeah, please. When I first got into this, replace myself, my mentality was get them to do it at 80% of me, right? Because I thought, nobody could do it better than Steve, right?
0: And what 80%, I've learned,
1: 80% is a tall order. <laughs> yeah. What I've learned though, and you just hit on it is, most of these people do it better than I ever could have because right. we've got the right person for that. I'm trying right. to be jack of all trades. You put the right person in that role, yeah. they're doing it at 110% of what. So do I you, think people gotta get comfortable with,
0: people can do it better than you at pretty much everything that you do. Right, right. How, okay, so let's, let's unpack that. Um, I know as a CEO, like you don't want me doing the accounting. You don't want me doing HR. You don't really want me doing anything except for coaching, creating, connecting, contributing, if you're really paying attention to my skill set, But I also understand I've got an ego. I've got an opinion. I think I can save that client. I think I can save that deal. I think I can market that better. I certainly have an opinion on everything. How do we get out of that or, or do we? I struggle with it every day. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm yeah. not alone in this. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know what? I've got a great, um, supportive executive team that um, just reminds me occasionally a yeah. nice little nudge of, yeah. "Can you get out of our way, please?" Right. You know, and what's working for us right now is a list. So if I go to a conference, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I used to just come back, especially from yours, because right. it was R and D, rip yep. off and duplicate. Yep. That's right. I'd come back with a hundred things and go, "All right, we're doing it all tomorrow." <laughs> You know, it, it was bad. Right? It was really bad. They're like,
0: "Please, Steve, no more Tom Ferry yeah. conferences, yeah. please." Yeah, he
1: clearly just got back from a uh, conference. Conference. Yeah. Everybody, hi. It was a Tom Tomference. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so now we just dump it in a list, right? Right, and we go. At what pace can you guys get this done? This would be a priority right. for me. What's a priority right. for you guys? Yeah. And just get on the same page of what can we really accomplish in the next week, month
0: quarter, and what's gotta wait. That you. That's exactly it. It's like, what can we do this week that we think is urgent that will make a difference, that'll either solve an immediate problem or it'll create revenue. It'll solve, we want more listings. Send yeah. out that mailer. Everyone in, in Tom's community is saying it's working right now. Okay, let's get yeah. that out. Versus, can we add this into our next quarterly meeting and see where it fits? Yeah. What, what time, what resources, what people, what yep. might have to stop happening if we're gonna add this one in? And you start thinking about your business that way at your size, we have to, otherwise, were the disruptors yeah. of the business. And, the, and the, the waterfall is, so
1: we're getting it right at the executive level, but now we're working on, how, when we make a change to the organization, how do we roll that out? Yeah. Because even there, we're, we're trying to roll stuff out too fast. You know, right. with, with the size that we're at, we gotta yeah. take some time, and right. hey, here is our process for change rollout. Yeah. So we're
0: working on that. So So if we were to fast forward to today, and because I really want to get into this sort of mistakes around recruiting and onboarding and onboarding specifically because I think you just got a, for the person listening, whether you're gonna onboard one salesperson or 400 salespeople, what Steve is doing with his team is on point. But first, give people context. So today we have 120 salespeople, yep. four locations. Four regions, yep. Okay, so four regions. Yep. And and give us the just the management structure of a region sure so within those regions you've got your
1: team leader so just okay. think of each region like a- anybody who's running a team mm-hmm. you've got a team leader yeah um, but here's where it gets a little bit different we have a full-time coach i love it Right. So that person is out of production yep. and they're there to support the agents. Is in that any like way. a
0: like a sales manager, deal doctor? But we call it coach because coach is way sexier.
1: Yep. Yeah. They they, um, they run the script calls for that region. Yep. Um, they will help the, the the sales leader maybe with some accountability. If an agent is struggling, maybe they can pull the, somebody aside and, mm-hmm. and help them on something specific. Good. Um, they run the trainings in that region, obviously. Yeah. Um and then they are taking over after the first um six transactions, I believe it is. So under that coach, if you're if you've done less than six transactions, you have a mentor and that person is hand
0: holding you through those first six deals. So mentor on first six deals. Yep. I mean, this is a very classic real estate brokerage play but you're doing it in a teamerage environment, it. right? So I love it. So so what would like a typical team leader earn versus a coach earn versus a mentor earn? So I think you're gonna go, it's
1: gonna be depending on the size of these teams, right? So right. the way that we've done like uh, each of these roles was they were all in production at first, yep. right? So yep. our, our sales leaders, um, we're trying to get to about 50, 60 agents per region, where mm-hmm. we, then we believe that those sales leaders can come out. But right now, they are leading their region team leader, and just like a typical team, they're still doing a few deals. Right. We try and keep them on the listing right. side, so it's right. a less uh, um, time intensive. Yep. Uh, and our coaches were still in production, but Good. now we pulled them out. So, you know, you should be making, you know, with, cause you're getting overrides, those, those agents, uh, the sales leader and the coach mm-hmm. are getting overrides, and everybody in your organization. So the bigger it grows, you know, these should be six-figure positions. Right, right. And I think the key on these roles too is when we we're small, we brought everybody in, and there everybody's an agent. When you get a little bit bigger, now we can really look and say, hey, you know what? Tom's not the best agent, but man, he really cares. Right. He'd be a great coach. Yeah. He'd be great on those script calls. Um, so. And everybody doesn't make a great leader or a great coach. So just kind of feel your people out and have
0: a career path for people. Have you, so career pathing is so key. And I think it's, it's when I was going through all of your stuff, I'm like, career path, career path, career path. Career, like, like when you give people a future to live into, they live into it with you versus at another at brokerage. A, yes. Um, but let's go back to you. So, so they're comp, they're making good money. How are you identifying them? Like, cause a lot of people will do this. They'll go like, well, you know, I really like Hector over there and Tyrese is awesome. Tyrese, you want to go into sales management? Sure. And then you never think like, has he ever managed anything ever in his life? Yeah. But you know, he's a really good deal doctor and he's a nice guy and he's the one I'm closest to in the office, so I'll make him the manager. You know what? What's, I, what's I, the right
1: approach? I think the right approach is they start doing the role when they're not getting paid for it. I'm telling you. Some people will just naturally start to do some things and yeah. you're like, wow, they, they've, they've got it. They wanna do it, Yeah, um, let's compensate them for it. Yeah. And we've had a bunch of different things kind of come out of that. For sure. Yeah, so, so look to see what people's tendencies are when they're not getting paid.
0: It's, it's like, who does everybody go to when you're not there? yeah, right. like that that might just be your next like junior manager, sales team leader, et cetera. Or, or you know, I think most teams today are using some sort
1: of internal communication, right? Yeah. Who's the person that always responds?
0: Yeah, when when there's yes. when, when one of the agents
1: has a question, the person that always responds, probably make a good coach. Yeah. Do you guys use Slack for that? We actually use um, Google, so okay. we're we're all in Workspace. So we use Chat. Okay, good, yeah.
0: good. And it's all the same. Yeah, it's just it's just another form of easy, fast communication. Are you guys? Because you're in four regions. Yep. So so break Connecticut. Yep. Two in Mass, one in Florida. You got it. Where's the Florida? Sarasota. Okay, so Sarasota, two in Mass, like north and south, east and west. Uh, central and west. Okay, central and west, and then where in Connecticut? Hartford. Okay, perfect. Right. Yep. So, so tons of opportunity. Yep. Leads being generated and all. Yes. Four team leaders. Yep. Maybe we need to back up because I want to get into the onboarding and the mistakes because there's, so there's so much there to unpack. Sure. Um, you've got you, you've got a COO, you've got a director of recruiting, you've got a director of agent development. Agent development. Training, basically. What about marketing?
1: Uh, hired outside. Okay. Yep. So, so we've got a CMO uh, oh,
0: that is outside. The media company. Right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Right. No, separate. Separate. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Separate. So, okay. and you know, this is a, an interesting thing for people because you're like, well, I can't afford all these people, right? right? Most of these, whether it's COO, CMO, mm-hmm. CFO, you can go fractional now.
0: Yeah. I never realized.
1: Yes. That, right. Yes. So we have full time COO, but we yeah. have a, a part time fractional CFO and a fractional CMO. It's perfect. Yeah. So yeah. so look into that if you're like, I can't afford all these people. Right. Yep. Right.
0: It's no different from like uh, my buddies are at Picasso. Let's, let's take a $5 million house, just buy one eighth of it. Yeah, right. right. Like, so it's the same thing. Take a $250 on salary, maybe just take one eighth of it, right? Yes. And have somebody there thinking who has all that experience working with you. Okay, so let's go back to, um, again, mistakes that you see team leaders and brokers make, mistakes that you've made, and then let's go through literally your onboarding process in detail. Sure. Because I think people are going to take a lot of notes right now. Those that have made the mistakes, myself included, are going to get a lot of value out of this. So talk to us about – let's just go right into onboarding. Sure. Sure.
1: So I, I think you know we've always came, come from the approach that if we're going to give these guys leads, we've got to go heavy on the training. Yeah. Because okay? I think early on, we had plenty of leads coming in and nobody full-time training. Oh, mm-hmm. just, just put a question in, in chat or just ask. Right, yeah. instead of front-loading some training, um, and so look, it was an expense that I, I originally was like, man, I don't know if I can afford this. Yeah, I don't think you can afford not to spend the money upfront on the training if yeah. you're if you're getting leads for your team. Yeah, so um, it, it's pretty extensive. So, and our training actually starts before they're even a part of our brokerage. Um, so what we realize, at least in, in the areas that we are operating, there's been a delay in uh, getting licensed, license, oh, yeah. everywhere. Right? Yeah. So we're bringing them into our ecosystem. Um, what does that look like? Access to our script calls, mm-hmm. um, access to our, we have like a Thursday training. so mm-hmm. You can come in and look at that. Um, we do a, a deep dive two hours on Fridays that you are playing in the CRM. So we're actually doing live dialing with one of our top prospectors. Good. Um, so you can kind of watch them do it, and then we have a six thirty a.m. call that, that I'm on, mm-hmm. um, which is you know we might listen to a Tom Ferry show, mm-hmm. uh, we might do a motivational video, but mm-hmm. then we spend the last twenty minutes or so just deal what happened yesterday in real estate, right. and and right. now. Case study, deal doctoring, you know, education. Yeah. So we might have 30, 40 agents up at at 630 in the morning trying to just get better. You know, we've got this mentality. you got to do at least 100 deals before you kind of know what's going on. Right. So how do I get 100 deals worth of knowledge into your
0: head Mm -hmm. as fast as possible? So, and again, and this is happening with people that are, maybe they've taken their exam have they committed to you? Or is this a part of your learned? They've got to commit. Learned, yeah, okay. So They've got so, to commit to us. So I've taken my exam, I'm I'm committed, yep. I'm in, but I'm, I'm still waiting for my license. And if that takes three months, four months, five months, whatever it is, you're baking them along. Yeah,
1: and look, I mean, the toughest part about starting in real estate is you're not gonna get money for 90 days, right? right. So how do we try and get the money as fast as possible? Right. So get them trained up you know, early at, while they're waiting.
0: Contract trading?
1: Um, Not pre-license. I think
0: okay. all of that starts once you actually got your license. Got it. Yep. So, so walk us through the onboarding experience. So, yeah. so welcome to Ruby Holmes. Sure. I'm in.
1: So I'll give it to you at a high level and yeah. then we can kind of break it yeah. down. So our, our director of agent training really went with this uh, space theme. Okay. Yeah. So we have our entire training platform is called agent launch. Okay. Agent so launch. launch. Got right? it. Yep. So first part is liftoff. Right, obviously. Yeah, I love it. So so liftoff is that pre license scenario mm-hmm. where you can get access to to some of our training. Start to feel our culture too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing you'll notice about people is how they're interacting on some of these calls. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a feel for who these people are before they're even there and they're getting a feel for who we are. Right. We're not gonna be a great fit for everybody. Yep. So that's so that's liftoff. Um, Then you get your license, you're going to go through uh, orientation, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like a one day, make sure all your systems are set up and everything like that.
0: Do you guys do that internally? Is that done by the coach, the mentor, the sales trainer, or the director of uh, of training? Actually, so it gets that's her first kind of interaction with every agent that comes through our door. And I'm assuming this is remote because you're in three states.
1: Yeah, some of it's uh, yeah. remote. Some of them are obviously at, at the headquarters that she's at.
0: Okay, so it's like so. tech onboarding. Here's your, you know, here's access to the CRM, yep. training on the CRM. Yep, yep. We'll start to
1: give them. Well, after orientation, that's usually on a Friday, and the following week is what we call boost. Got it. Okay. So that's the, our one week intensive. Okay. Trying to get you on, on all the core stuff that you need to, to do a deal.
0: So so I'm a big fan of total immersion training and a one week intensive is just that but most of them don't remember everything. True. So what happens afterwards? They go into orbit. Ah,
1: <laughs> right?
0: wait, wait, I'm now in outer space yeah. and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm scared, I love it. So we boost you, we give it all, but right,
1: yep. you can't, exactly, you
0: can't retain it all. Yeah, It's you gotta learn and do, learn and do, learn and do, right? So
1: orbit is a, and I don't know how many modules she has built out, but we've got our training, uh, uh, learning system. What and, LMS do you guys use? Uh, wait, it's actually it doesn't digital. Really, it doesn't really digital matter. Digital chalk. But, it's yeah, not it's, it's not one of the common we, ones.
0: We use, no, we use the same thing internally. All. Coaches are on it. Okay, yeah, love that's
1: it. Great, love it. Yep. So she. So that's like a. Um, you've got sixty days to basically complete that training. Mm-hmm. And there. And the nice thing about that is we can put some tests in there. Right. So you can't just go through it, and yeah. we'll know whether you actually are. Uh, uh, you know, learning through yeah. through these modules. Check marks yeah. along the way, tests. The other thing that we've we've thrown in, you know, and I think every agency would do this is you got to put your database together right away, right. right? So we used to hand out this document of like a um, the memory jogger, yes, the memory yes, jogger, other Tom Ferry tool. Yes. So we'd give that out and um, think that okay, they built the best database possible, mm-hmm. and. Agents would, you know, we were looking back at some of our agents. They'd have a 15 person database, 20 person database. So we actually took it off their plate. Um, You spend a few hours with one of our our virtual assistants Mm -hmm. and we built out your database for you. So, how do you do that? So, you're going to give that virtual assistant login to your email, your social media. Um, We're going to get everything out of your phone. We're going to get it into a spreadsheet. They're going to get rid of the duplicates for you. You know, really build out your database for you. That is so. Yeah.
0: Valuable. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. So people are like, I, am, I, don't, I just don't know anybody. And right. then also you're like, oh, you have like 325 people you actually <laughs> yes. know. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So phone to spreadsheet direct by a VA. Yep. Do you get some pushback from the agents? Like, well, I don't know. I don't want people to have access to all my stuff.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you guys say? You're not in the growth mindset then. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to, if you're going to be on this team, you got to come from a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. So not only are you giving us access to all that stuff, um, but we're going to communicate for, on, on behalf of the team. It's going to come from you to your database.
0: Yeah. Because what do we know? Agents won't do it. Right. So let's just do it for them. Well, they're, they're like, you know, all the studies show the first 90 days of any new career, you're completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. In this case, you're learning new contracts. You got to learn how to think like a real estate agent. I, yeah. I don't have a paycheck coming in. Right. Stress. You have all that stuff going on. And then yeah. you're like, hey, now get your database organized. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So it goes back to your early thought. Our job is to remove all the obstacles yeah. so they can just. Go be with yeah. people. And we we're like, man, I, I know
1: this isn't right. And so, yeah, yeah. we took a deep dive and, and we build it for them now. So it's Smart. great, great change for us. What
0: else happens in orbit? Like, so you got this, you know, days of training, right? Check-ins, like, is it is it trainings on what to say? Is it training on contracts? Like what, what happens during this time period? All across the board, Tom. I mean, mm-hmm. she has built out just an unbelievable training modules
1: for, you name it, we've yeah. got it. Yeah. And anytime, so we, we use Zendesk as our kind of repository. Yeah. Okay. So anytime somebody asks a question and we can't say it's in Zendesk, yeah, we got to build on an article, right? So, right. you know, so that we train our coaches. If it's not in there, build an article. So we want you to turn to an agent and say, "Hey, there's an article on this. Go read that, and if you still don't understand it, come back to me." Yeah, uh, and th- and those are the type of people that we're looking for is those that want to learn. Of course. So you know, if
0: they're like, "Oh, can you just tell me the answer?" No, I want you to get all of it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, read the information and you know, it, but what do you do with the, I mean, we have, what is it like, uh, you got four minimum modalities of how people get information. Yep. So, so what if I'm not good with reading? I'm better with video or I'm better auditorily. What do you guys do then? So that's her final piece, um, to the space theme, which is access.
1: Okay. So access is your core, uh, trainings. Mm-hmm. It happens every other week. Um, uh, and it just is on repeat right. every single quarter. Right. So that's your, Buyer presentations, mm-hmm. listing presentation, how to run an open house, how mm-hmm. to negotiate offers, right. um, repair requests, stuff yeah. like that. So that and that's live. Yeah. Uh, or if you're in an,
0: another region, then you zoom in. So, so what's the success rate? We, you know, I talk to brokers all the time and they're like, oh, I've got the best new agent training program on the planet. I'm like, well, what's your success rate? Well, my per person productivity in my company is six. Yeah. I'm like, oh, now they're a traditional brokerage, not a lead generation based ridge, right? So I'm not knocking them. Cause if you get to six and your sales price is 750,000 and you have core services, you're actually making a lot of money. You're not a broker. Um, but the failure rate is really high. Really high, yeah. And we're, you know what, we're trying to be a little bit more
1: aggressive um, than we were probably in the past. Um, we were willing to keep some people on if they kind of just fit the culture. Yeah. And now we're trying to say, look, it's not just about culture. Like th- these leads are expensive. Um, right. and, I, and I guess at the end of the day, if I give the lead to you, and you don't close it, and I give it to Johnny, and Johnny can close it. It's unfair to Johnny to keep giving you leads. 100%. So, we're like, A 100%. players wanna be around other A players. Yeah. So, we're just trying to level up the bench.
0: We literally just had uh, Chris Mersal from Top Grading at the Miami event yesterday, and, and like the whole theme is A players, <laughs> A yeah. players only. How do you get to A players? So, when you said that, that was my big smile. Yeah. So, access is that ongoing training. But, but Steve, in the last 24 months, and you could really argue, you could really argue almost the last 48 months, how you represent a buyer today is so different from what it was in 17 or 18, right? It's so intense today. Um, I was looking at the numbers yesterday. There's 348,000 homes for sale right now in the US and we're in April in the spring market when there's typically 1.25 million, yeah, right? And, and interest rates have gone up and, 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 and right? So have you guys modified the training at all? Are you doing more, are you you finding with your existing people that are not, a part of this onboarding that you got to do way more sales training around getting offers accepted, taking more listings. Yeah, it's it's just
1: constantly evolving. And right. I think, you know, one of the areas that we really struggle is with an experienced agent who maybe hasn't been through a market
0: cycle. And they're like, right. oh, you know, you. And they're, and they're selling 50 homes a year and killing it and think they're. Like, and and then they we're like,
1: yeah, we need you to go through all this and training. And they're like, no, 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 I, I know all that. Yeah. No, you don't. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, sh- we have a full time person dedicated to making sure our training is the latest and the greatest. Yeah. You know, so yep. it's always evolving. We're always updating articles right um so yeah it's
0: the the training is a beast yeah i I, listen i agree (laughs) (laughs) i agree so what's the success rate you say zero to six through this then they go from having a mentor to being working with the sales uh the sales team leader and the coach so if you bring in 10 agents yep how fast did they get zero to six and so, how many actually get there?
1: So we're trying to get you a deal in your first 30 days. That's the goal, yeah. right? And now we're, we're doing 30, 60, 90 day reviews. Yeah. So I think we're probably waiting too long to start to hold agents accountable. Yeah. Uh, and I think you'll you'll notice, like if the agents activities aren't strong in the, you know, by the by day 60, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to have a, hey, are you sure you want to do this conversation? Yeah. You know, because we just haven't seen many people change. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's if, okay. That's a key distinction. If they don't get it, they don't get it. They don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think some, we have learned that some people, like you said, learn a different way. They might prospect a different way. You know, some people spend more time on the phones, Mm -hmm. you know, because, and this was a good learning lesson for me, is we used to give leads to everybody across the board equally and then say, call them,
0: call them, Mm -hmm. you know, buy or
1: die play, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, 10 days, buy or die. Um,
0: It just, (laughs) I haven't heard that phrase in a while, but yes, yeah.
1: But it, It just doesn't work that way for everybody. And we've also really started to transition into a um, kind of an appointment team instead of a lead team. So what we're realizing is that the agents, even the best prospectors, they can't nurture the long-term client. So we really don't want to be handing leads. We want to be handing appointments. So we're, we're, you know, the ISA team has become a critical part of of what we're building. So if, if the, if the buyer's not ready to go in the next 90 days, let's put them back into a nurture, Right. right? And you go figure out who's your next five that are going to buy something.
0: But this goes back to your, your fundamental philosophy of I'm going to keep removing things from the agent's responsibility, go on appointments. Sell houses, yeah. right? Just just do that function. We'll take care of the rest. It's,
1: it's laughable what we were asking agents to do when we first started the team. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad.
0: So so back to the question. So if you bring in ten yep. new agents, how many? I would assume not all of them. No, four. Okay, three, four are okay. gonna make it. Yeah, yeah you know. So, so but the th- nice thing about yeah. our system is, very
1: rarely do we have to say, hey you're off. Yeah. They're gonna weed themselves out because we're holding them accountable now. Right. We weren't we weren't doing a good enough job at the accountability. Yeah. And I think early on, you know, tough conversations are tough conversations. Yeah. And I, I think making our, our team leaders understand we've given these agents every opportunity. I really believe that in my yeah, heart. We yes. are giving them the best opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it's just the business isn't for everybody. It's, right. they, they got in, they thought this was something else. Yeah. Maybe they saw it on, on one of these television shows. Yeah. But the reality is it's a grind. It's yeah. every day, right. it's systems, it's process, and the, the most successful are just willing to
0: do the mundane over and over and over. That's it, look at my mic drop. Right. But the problem is most people don't like we literally spent uh, two days in Miami and I keep references just, you know, with a bunch of great clients like Steve and and it all boiled down to the ones that were able to scale the fastest and retain the growth systems and process. Yeah, it wasn't energy. It wasn't mindset. It wasn't positive. It was just systems and process. I kept adding in what needed to be done to maintain the flywheel to keep it moving, to keep yeah. the whole thing growing. So, so, so let's talk about mistakes you've made. What if, like reflecting back on, because this is where you guys are at today with this sort of space theme. Yep. What was the single biggest mistake you made early on in your onboarding processes?
1: Training wasn't strong enough for sure. Asking, yeah. you know, I mean, it wasn't as bad as, you know, what I think a lot of brokerage do is like, hey, hey here's a desk and here's a business card. It wasn't that yeah. bad, but it,
0: <laughs> yeah. it was nowhere Good near. Good luck, what kid. We're, you're on your phone. <laughs> here's your desk. Here's your phone. Good luck, kid. You're on your own. Yes. Um,
1: underestimating how important um, the language is, you know, so, you know, we listen to all of their calls now. Yeah. Um, and even if you're in script training, you know, what you do live could be different. So they get scored on those. So kind of listening to that and making sure they're actually saying the right things, Mm -hmm. um, definitely expecting too much follow-up to, to think that a human being is, is going to be able to follow up forever with a lead. No chance. Well, especially when they have so much inbound coming in. Yeah. It's very easy to go. The next one will be a, a now buyer, right? Right. So right. we're, we're really trying to. I'll train get to on. that
0: person later.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tra- train on now. Just make a connection. Yeah. Right. It's another human. It's not a lead. It's another human being. Try and make a connection with them, and if they're going to buy in thirty days, sixty days, or ninety, you keep them. Yeah. If there's something else, let's educate them and help yeah. them for wherever they're going to be two years from today.
0: Bingo. So let's let's finish with uh, commission mistakes and where you're at today. Yeah. We, and I want to just preface to everybody the real estate industry churns at 2% every month. You with me? Like that's a number you can Google, it's, it's fast. It's just meaning like they leave the industry. And then I remind people, everybody's being recruited all the time. You're, we're, we continue to recruit our own yep. to stay with us and keep moving forward, right? And we're recruiting new people into the business every single day. And all of your people right now, as you're watching this, one, one, Tom Toole said recently, if you're going after new agents, 30% of them leave. Is yeah. so it just, they leave because they, they didn't work out, they couldn't sell a house or they did really well and they no longer saw the value and they leave. So we have to always be doing this, but one of the solutions is to career path yes. with our commissions. Yep. So so tell us the, the different models you've done sure. and then tell us the model you're at now. So you know we we started with the
1: and this is a, a, a tough one because I think a lot of people are on this I just yeah. I don't think it's the yeah. right way to go but we started with there's a different split on your personal and there's a different split when the team gives it to you right and the, and the tracking and all of that was just it was really really difficult yeah um, you know and I think when we made that decision. Um, we're changing agents are changing and, and we lost some agents yeah you know but I think you know having there's just one split now you can level up on your yeah. split but yeah. having the you know a personal deal versus team deal i, I think is a mistake
0: the only uh, the only sort of good thing I've seen around that model that there's a few things I've seen but one in particular is um Steve if they're not in the CRM they're not in your sphere Yeah. Right. I can see that because they're like you know they meet him in an open house and they go well he became my friend you mean at the open house of the listing that we took (laughs) that we let you go work the open house marketing yeah yeah that that's our that's our lead right they're like oh oh and then in your contracts a sphere lead is and everything else is ours. Real definition, yeah. Right, like real, like, and getting them to understand, like, there is a, like, we spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising, so you can just go do what you want to do, is just go sell houses. So yeah. just that, that clear distinction. But I yeah. agree, confusion of splits, also the illusion of choice. Oh my God, if that one's a better commission split for me, I'm gonna spend all my time there. Yeah, and then I'm not taking care of the ones that we're spending money on.
1: Right, right. So you went from so that, that
0: model to all 50 50. Yeah,
1: and that was kind of the thing. I think that was kind yeah. of the trend, and I think a lot of people are probably still there. It was just everything's on yeah. a 50 50. Right, right.
0: No, no right or wrong. Just your experience, right? Yeah.
1: But the reality of that is, as you uh, excel, as you train, as mm-hmm. you learn, mm-hmm. you you don't put as much of a burden on our support staff. Um, right. You're able to close at a better conversion rate. And right. I do believe that you deserve a, a higher split. Yeah. So that was our, that's kind of the evolution of where we are today.
0: So did you go incremental based on volume, based on transactions, or did you like, what did you do? Lifetime deals, right? Because that gives us an idea. Of, what, what does that mean? So how many deals have you done? So
1: your your first 12 deals with mm-hmm. us, you're less than a 50, you're in a 45%. We're going to have to spend more time. We're paying the mentor, we're yep. paying a trainer. Yep. There's a yep. lot of time and energy. Yeah. After 12 until 50, you're in a 50-50. Yeah. Once you've done fifty or more, you're at a fifty-five, mm-hmm. and then if you go over a hundred, you can go to sixty. All right. Okay? And then we give some loyalty bonuses for time on the team, mm-hmm. and for so that's a five percent uh, boost after five years. Yep. And then if you want to take on a leadership role, we'll give you another five percent boost. So you know, and it doesn't have to be exactly those things, but I yeah. think something to but there's a,
0: but there's a career pathing element. Yes. Like I think the most important thing is okay, so I'm not just here forever, right? That's I can a, go from here to here. People, it's white belt, yellow belt. Green belt, blue belt, stripe, stripe, stripe. You know, like people want to see that progression. Yeah. So so what have you found? How long ago did you implement this and what have you found? So I think we probably did this, I would say
1: 18 months ago now. Mm -hmm. So we've been on this for a while. Um, We're not losing top producers. We're creating a path. Matter of fact, I think we're creating a system that's even better for for some of these top producers, right? So we talk about these personal Mm -hmm. deals, right? We want to grow your personal sphere. Right? We want to help you to generate those deals. So we're mm-hmm. creating the sphere for you. We do you know, events and giveaways every month so you have something to send out to your sphere. Right. We have a past client concierge who's calling that sphere. Um, these are deals that are great for you to have. We will continue right. to help you to grow it. Um, and, and then as you're getting... Better co- at converting. Mm-hmm. I want to give those top people more right. opportunities. So right. I just want to outpace whatever you can potentially bring from your sphere. I want to make sure I'm outpacing that in, in leads. So yeah. our top people, as we build this thing out, will
0: get more opportunities. Yeah. So
1: I I don't. But it's like
0: more opportunities, and they convert higher. So you you know you're make you're making money on the deals, yeah. even though even though their splits are different. What about what about if it's a, a classic thirty five percent referral fee deal? What
1: happens then? We're we're splitting that with the agents, you know? And I know a lot of teams, uh, the the agent eats the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, We're splitting it, okay? which which I think is a fair way to do it.
0: Right, right. And then very quickly, do you have any other core services that get impacted? Like I know like in Massachusetts, like having things like title insurance or closing services because the attorneys do it, so that's hard. Yep. Mortgage? Um, So we're we're in a MSAs for both of those
1: because they are difficult in our state. Right,
0: and then what about things like home warranty? We don't do much
1: on the home warranty.
0: Okay. Um,
1: we ha- we use um, whatever the buggy one is there, American Home Shield. Yeah, we yeah. have it. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that we push that much. We really encourage our agents to use it when you're in a jam, right? You know, so right. but we don't we don't push it that much. It's good. So yeah. so
0: I like it because it's like no, we're going to make money as a real estate brokerage. That's it, right? Yep. And that's power. So on fifteen hundred transactions, what kind of volume do you guys do, and what's the gross commission income?
1: Yeah. So math is terrible. I know it'll be. Uh, Half a billion or, or uh, a little over. Yeah. So I don't know what the commission volume is on that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is it 12, 12? 12. 12 and a
0: half. Yeah. In that range? That sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. And, so. And. and, and I mean that's we're just big because last year you did like five, right? Yeah. So like you're you you you're one of these double 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 double, which is yeah, I think it's and it's sustainable. You yeah. know, I
1: think these regional teams, the way that we have built this out, the training, the recruiting department really understands who we're looking for. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a better job of bringing in the right people, um, holding people accountable once they're in. So we're getting them out quicker. We yeah. used to hang on to people that probably shouldn't have been in our organization for too long because it was kind of right. like. Well, she's nice,
0: he's nice. Yeah, yeah. but, but it's time. It's time, it's <laughs> he's time. Nice, but he, she's nice, but it's time. Okay, speaking of time, this has been awesome. We're gonna have to get you back on the show. I want it like in the next like 12, to. I'm looking at my team. I want it back on the show in the, like the next 12 to 15 months. So then all of a sudden we got a couple years of data with a new model, right? The direction and of course yeah. by that time you'll be doing 3,000 transactions. Hopefully, that's... I got a solution for you, but I'll talk about it offline. <laughs> Everyone's going to be very teased by that. Steve, if, if somebody's got a question they want to reach out and, and connect with you, uh, what's the best way for them to talk?
1: They can look at my name, which is Steve Ravithis. Um It's the same on all platforms, yep. uh, or just look for Roe v. Holmes, Rovi Homes, R O V I Homes.
0: Love it, man. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you, bro. Yeah. This awesome. Is, this is great. Me. Appreciate you unpacking it. So, hey, like, subscribe, share, give us some comments. Make sure that you definitely reach out to Steve. This guy's a very, very. very biology and econ like turned real estate agent. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys on the next show. Take care. This is the time where the very best separate themselves from the rest and drive their business to the next level. This is exactly what we teach at blueprint. It is the playbook for top agents, for people like yourself that are looking to elevate themselves out of this market and take control. It's going to be myself, and a bunch of top coaches, and a bunch of top clients revealing their best practices so you can plug and play and grow your business. Just go to tomferry.com blueprint and enter the promo code blueprint15 to get 15% off your ticket price. I can't wait to see you there.